the dawn of civilization. Primitive, dangerous, exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs the most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Ah, look who's come out of his cave. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. This is James from Cave Dweller Music. I'm joined by my co-host, Brandon. And today we have uh, two members on the show from Forcefed Horsehead, the Norwegian metallic grindcore, hardcore, whatever you want to call them, band. They do it all. They do it well. Today we're joined by Aiden and Patrick. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate you guys taking the time. Great to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Hell yeah. Anytime. Yeah, happy to have you. So for anyone who isn't familiar with you, your music, any of that, do you want to just maybe tell people what you do in the band, a little bit about yourselves and a little bit about the band? Sure. Um, I'm Audun. I'm uh, the designated screamer, I guess. Uh, do vocals. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Patrick, uh, guitarist uh, and, uh, you know, been been with this band from the beginning, uh, writing songs, uh, just, yeah. The same with everybody else, I guess. Oh, yeah. Right. And the band, how would you sort of define your sound? I mean, a lot of people say a lot of different things. Uh, I pick up on grindcore, hardcore, death metal, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, what would you say you play? We, I think we just fallen into calling it grindpunk for short, uh, just because we, we never set any boundaries for ourselves about, you know, like really what kind of style we were going to sound like or mm-hmm. or keep any boundaries for it. Just so so when people have been asking, it's, you know, it's grind, it's punk, it's hardcore, it's death metal. Uh, but, you know, for us, it just I think the term grindpunk just evolved from everything. Yeah, we come from that's accurate. Yeah, more or less. So we come from different but same backgrounds musically, I guess, and. We try to incorporate some of everything, I guess, from where we come from yeah. or what we nice. like. Yeah. What is sort of the, uh, I guess, the background of some of the members? Like, were there other bands before this? Was this people's first band or? Yeah, the, the band really came out from another more plain American death metal band called Deject uh, that we started back in 2003, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, after a lot of years with that, uh, the drummer we had at the time, he was leaving and uh, we got a new drummer and he had, you know, really much more of a hardcore style. So instead of trying to to play the old songs uh, with new drummers and go through everything, we really felt like it was time to to do something new. And then, you know, started Force with Horsehead uh, from the ashes of a Deject, really. Okay, no, nice. And, and who came up with the name? Uh, that was the old the, the the old drummer. Well, the first drummer in Force with Horsehead. Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we've been trying to to figure out uh, how the name came into existence and uh, from <laughs> what, but uh, <laughs> we can't really remember anymore. Wherever it came from, it's a fantastic name. Like the second I saw it, I was like, "Ah, oh, man, that's that's a good one." I never would have even thought of that as a band name. Yes. <laughs> right. I think it's a really, you know, some sort of Candle Corpse uh, lyric spin-off uh, type <laughs> thing from back in the day. <laughs> it sounds like, uh, do you remember that phase? I think it was like 2000 through 2010-ish. There was like that wave of bands, grindcore influenced like fusion bands with really cool names. It was like um, Iris of the Bear Ones, All the Arsenal Get All the Girls. Like, I feel like it fits in that sort of realm with yeah. that yeah. Like, yeah. Tongue, tongue-in-cheek. 
Yeah, who was it? The job for a cowboy. It came into yeah, mind. Yeah, exactly. Job for a cowboy as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some great yeah. band names back in that period. <laughs> it was. And uh, yeah. see you next Tuesday. I was about to mention that. I was like, yeah. those guys have a lot of tongue in cheek. Yeah. Their yeah. latest album is killer, though. The latest we, um, Tuesday. It's awesome. Fantastic. We actually have uh, awesome. our, our interview with uh, their vocalist coming out on our site today. He, he came on the podcast oh. recently. Nice. Yeah. It, super cool, dude. And then um, I don't want to spoil it, but we I, I found out what um, we were talking about song titles and names, and uh, I finally got it. But I don't want to spoil oh, it for everybody. The, the, but there's the an mean, Easter egg <laughs> on uh, that album, Song Titles. Okay. Yeah. The, the, meaning, the meaning behind the names and stuff yeah you, you said you were the first person to figure it out so yeah gold star <laughs> yeah um, and then with with this album um the album art is just awesome really really unique style really cool um who did the album art on that one uh we have a guy called uh remy who is in a small one-man uh, design uh, agency in the in norway uh okay. so so I did the cover art uh, together with him because uh, we used to work a bit together and uh, we really wanted to do a side project with something really different. And uh, with us needing a cover, we, we had the chance to do to go all out and do do whatever we you know wanted to do. Yeah. And do it's something great. Right. Yeah. Uh, I guess incorporated the sound of the album. Yeah. Mm. So... Uh, uh, myself, uh, I'm an illustrator, and Remy is uh, mostly an illustrator as well. So we really want to do something that wasn't illustration at all, and uh, and the rest of the band was kept in the dark. Uh, so we didn't reveal anything until the cover art was done. Okay. Uh, so is that uh, a physical piece? Yeah, it's a physical piece. We That's we cool. built, we built a skull with some clay stuff uh, and. Uh, just smeared it with uh, with food uh, stuff and coffee grain and dirt and stuff huh. and put it in a box, left it to rot for three months, and then had uh, Remy's girlfriend, uh, who's a photographer, um, take take the photos of it. So it's really it's it's no gimmick, it's no effects and stuff. It's just a photograph of uh, of the sculpture uh, that's been rotting. That's very that's cool. So cool. Really cool. <laughs> That's uh, that could be like in an art show somewhere in like a gallery or a museum. Yeah, right. it smells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't smell too good, I think. Oh, <laughs> I thought, yeah, I was like, in a glass to, like, yeah, in a glass case, airtight case or something. Encase <laughs> it in some like acrylic or something like that, you know. Yeah. We tried actually to to lacquer it uh, a couple of times, but it's it just keeps growing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Someone's yeah. gonna find it like. 100 years from now and being like oh my god where was it it's left in the basement in oslo right now <laughs> the archaeologists gonna freak out about that one yeah <laughs> and uh this album uh you was this released on a label or is this independent sort of both i guess uh we have like weird type label in the czech republic called the owl ripper yeah, we know them well. We know the uh, the guy behind the label. Yeah, he's an awesome guy and releases a lot of cool stuff. Uh, so he's been helping out like for the digital promotion, I guess. But it's uh, more or less self-released. 
with yeah. some help from him. Yeah. So, so the digital release we we agreed to do uh, through him, mm-hmm. and uh, you know doing promotion and stuff together, and uh, getting a lot of help from him. So it was a really good job from him. And then uh, the, all the physical stuff we we do ourselves, and the same with the recording and everything. So yeah. Nice. And then you worked with uh, Viral Propaganda PR to, to to help push the album out. Yeah. Yeah. There or. He is awesome and good at what he does and fair in price, I guess. So yeah, that was a no-brainer to ask them. Some yeah, I would trip. agree. He's uh, very good at what he does. Yeah, yeah. really. So with the uh, with the new album, would you say that you kind of had any influence from any other bands? Is there anything that kind of stood out to you like we should do something like that, or was it just very natural? Kind of we just play it. This sounds good. I think uh, natural. It came about like fairly organic. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, of course we're inspired by different things, as many others are. But uh, I don't think we went into it like we want to sound or do something like someone else necessarily. Right. But uh, that's a good thing. People hear different things, different bands in the album. And that's always fun. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we've been compared to a lot of strange things. <laughs> yeah. That we, we've never really thought we would sound like no we're compiling a list at the moment with uh with all the bands being mentioned uh <laughs> yeah. what's the uh what's the most outrageous one that you've been told you shouldn't really think it was that outrageous but uh, but i think the context was really threw us off a bit because uh the last song i think it was on the album uh, and then there were none which is really long and slow and heavy was compared to napalm death Okay, so, <laughs> so not not a, not a bad band to be compared to, uh, but uh, but for that song, I found it a bit odd. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> it's now uh, yeah, it's nothing nothing too bad. Yeah, we've been called grunge, which <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't pick up on that. Yeah. Uh, it's probably because there's like God forbid some clean vocals and like five seconds on the album. And then that, that's yeah. like it's straight to grunge, I guess, for some. It's it's weird. Adam's not the big Pearl Jam dude, so, uh, so we had a hard time making him do that kind of vocals. So, yeah. You don't want to be Eddie Vedder? Yeah, I, I, I can love me some Eddie Vedder. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of those things where it's like I'm... I'm preparing this one for my dad someday dad joke is whenever anyone talks about pill jam it's always say it doesn't get any better than that my my favorites when uh anyone mentions corn and i'm like ah it just gets stuck in my teeth though (laughs) he he will use that one a lot almost every podcast (laughs) where they mention so that's good so Outside of your music, has there been anything that stood out to you guys so far in 2023? I mean, it's been a big year. Um, Brent and I have a lot of stuff that we've loved. What, what, what are you guys listening to? There's been lots of good albums in fairly short amount of time. Uh, I really yeah. loved the Sulu album, the, A New Tomorrow. Yeah. That was awesome. Uh, See You Next Tuesday was good. Uh, there's a Danish band called Ice. Uh, congratulations. It's uh, one of the vocalists from LL and then if you've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, I know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that band. It's more like, uh, I guess, a bit more in the Dillinger, Dillinger Escape Land direction, I guess. Like chaotic, hardcore, mate stuff. It's uh, very good. 
right they they did that really really good album um unmaker uh yeah. 2021 i think something like that yeah it's yeah, my fave it's awesome. So, awesome i still listen to it yeah very yeah. good and uh low came out with new album now uh, sounds really good yeah that's really good yeah. yeah just out now oh i'm gonna have to look let me two weeks ago or something yeah it's like so. fairly recent i didn't yeah. even realize yeah. oh really cool very good how about you guys what's been spinning i've been listening to portrayal of guilt devil music okay and um a real fun band um bonginator <laughs> bonginator <laughs> yeah yeah Oh my gosh, it's they do a really good job of like, oh man, it's just like slammy style kind of like death metal. I don't know, it's really good. But they just released an album called The Intergalactic Gorbong of Death Pot. <laughs> and they, it's just, it's hilarious because their first album, it's, it, it's these concepts and basically they took um, Bonginator, right? And they took Terminator, the story of Terminator, you know, John Connor and all that. Yeah. And it's just their version of that with um, bong, with these bonginators. So, like, you have to save weed and go, like, destroy the bonginators who, like, basically took all the weed and all that. And then <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's insane. So it's a constant album of sorts. <laughs> it's, um, oh, man. Yeah, they're on um, all the the fun streaming sites and stuff. So, hundred uh, percent worth checking out if you like a good yeah, laugh yeah, and a story. It. It's just it's so heavy you want to listen to it, but then you're like, with a song like, oh, dude, it's just so it's it's funny and it's just gargantuan. So I don't know. It's it's great. Good listen. Yeah, cool. We'll check that out. Sounds uh, interesting. I guess. Yeah. Bye. My listening stuff's been like I I listen to a weird blend of stuff. So like uh, on one side, on the metal side, I've been listening to Thanatomus, a Russian band that did like a, uh, yeah. a sarcophago worship album, like from their first <laughs> album, Inri, super raw, really good. Um, oh. Been listening to that new uh, Drain album. Have you guys heard that one yet? Yeah, yeah it's awesome. A lot of fun, yeah. like yeah. stupidly, stupidly fun album. Yeah. Um, and then I caught me out of nowhere, but yes, the prog rock band from the seventies released a new mm. album, um, like really? a days ago. Yeah, May nineteenth, and it's the, wow. the best thing they've done since the seventies by far. Wow! Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna check it out later yeah. today. I'm yeah, driving. They do. They, they got a new. Vo- they were smart. So they got a new vocalist. Um, because a lot of those older bands, like you, you see, like the guys can still play, but the vocalist can't hit the notes anymore. Um. Mm-hmm. But the, the guy they found sounds a lot like the the original vocalist, just like a little less nasally, um, but very similar. And uh, yeah, they brought it. Great album. Yeah, nice. Nice. And then outside of metal, uh, I've been listening to um, a lot of like blues and folk stuff. Um, there's a guy I discovered recently called Early James, who uh, sounds a lot like Tom Waits, if he had oh, a yeah. smoother voice, like less uh, gravelly. Yeah. Um and then this woman called uh she goes by Cinder Well is her project name. It's this really stripped back, um, like depressive folk stuff. And I, I there's a lot here. I'm sorry, but one more is uh, just have to give a, shout out, <laughs> give a shout out to this dude. But he's from uh, Indonesia called Mud Spencer. 
um oh. solo guy that just makes these like 15 minute psychedelic songs on like feedback loops it's stuff it's really really cool a bit more in the noise territory kind of not, not noise it's like super uh like ambient um and like really like uh he has like really clean crisp tone psychedelic guitar but he plays it like it's just really repetitive loops of the same uh riffs and hooks so it's kind of like uh hypnotic a little bit like you lose track of time type thing and then the songs go for like 15 minutes so it's, it feels like a really long time but in a good way yeah, yeah. nice yeah have I you like guys that. heard have you, any of you heard the new carnate yet no mm -mm. that one's like i heard that yesterday that album is crazy um uh, do you guys know the band no i don't think so actually they're uh they're from new york they're like uh i don't know how to describe them they're like a, a blend of like incarnate? uh what's that sorry incarnate oh uh, no uh carnate it's like a k-h-a-n-a-t-e oh yeah 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 no i have heard that i'm sorry i was uh thinking about a different one i have oh, that's okay it's a side it's on, project uh, from Dan sun o. Stuff. yeah yeah it's uh it's just like a side project from sun o members of sun o oh, yeah, yeah. um and uh it's the new album is literally gives you an anxiety attack it's like it's <laughs> It makes you physically uncomfortable, and it, it, like it's 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 really well done. Um, it's good to have the Indonesian dude afterwards. Yeah. You can calm <laughs> you down. Exactly, yeah, calm you down. Um, they do this like thing I haven't heard it before, where it's like the long songs are really long, so it's like what is it, nineteen to twenty-two minutes in length each song, okay. and uh, they take segments from the previous song and then splice it in random points into the next song. So you get like this weird deja vu feeling like, wait, I heard this song already. Am I listening to the wrong track? And it just, it throws your brain off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go yeah. check it out. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Oh. Good tips. <laughs> uh, Brendan, I know you have some kind of uh, fun non-music related questions you want to ask. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what is your favorite city to eat and drink when you're on tour? uh favorite city to eat and drink while on tour um let's see um well i'm actually a big fan of berlin though it's a good uh cultural city i guess there's all yeah. lots to do there good uh, venues good people and good food and drinks um uh, yeah i would say berlin uh, yeah yeah, yeah, I haven't been out uh, touring that much and uh, not been traveling that much either. So, so uh, I don't know. I'm not really into any specific type of food and uh, drink. So as long as it's good beer and uh, or and or wine and uh, and some decent food, I'm happy. Nice. Um, what are um, your favorite um, places locally then? Uh, yeah, let's see it's what's a good city in Norway. <laughs> um i guess under bergen it's uh fairly good it's always raining it's like raining 360 days a year but it's a good city um beautifully located between the mountains very norwegian i guess yeah uh, yeah yeah trondheim a bit further north is also uh, a good place good people yeah yeah and there's a little little place uh, just in between cities that's called Rode, and they have a really good burger. <laughs> nice. It's, it's like it's like fifty meters uh, 
big place. It's uh, just drive-through. <laughs> not not a burger shop, but uh, but the place so it all the. Gotcha. Hell yeah. Um, what's your um your guys's favorite uh, venue to play? I guess nowadays there's uh, before the pandemic and all that uh, there was a new place in Oslo called Batelon, Um that opened up. It's a, like a pizza slash metal slash hardcore venue type thing. Cool. Yeah. Um, it's run by uh, awesome guys, uh, good pizza and uh, good venue and always a good crowd. So yeah, I'd say that's my favorite at least here in the city yeah really good place to eat and uh, check out gigs and they're starting to book some really decent uh bands as well uh, hell yeah that's yeah, cool we played, played with the uh, gate creeper there uh last year yes yeah. yeah hell yeah nice very cool and, uh, and they're gonna have full of hell is coming there uh yeah. this uh, autumn i think yeah nice, nice. That's awesome. I saw Full Hell a couple times. Um, once recently, they were. Uh, it's always a good show, man. Intense. Yeah, yeah I bet. Yeah, they they do a great show. Yeah, cool. It's a good band. Hell yeah! Yeah. Um, so that's what's your good venue in Oslo for any band? Uh, well, yeah, coming here to play, uh, at least in the hard uh, hard genres. Yeah, yeah uh, it's nice to have like a, a venue or like promoter that likes to, you know, have the like, you know, get those bands out there, you know, mm-hmm. get it's cool because internationally, you know, because like music digitally is, you know, very easy to travel internationally. But then like some bands, you know, you're like, well, I got to pick up for a month and go out and do this and like, let's go, you know, so mm, for sure. Our uh, local venue in San Diego, if you ever tour to the U.S., is called Brick by Brick. It's where all the uh, heavier bands play. Mm. Is that a larger venue or a smaller one? Or it's like for like an underground extreme metal venue, it's a decent size. It's like this really big shed in an industrial part of town, um, oh. and it, it kind of feels like a basement show because of the shape of the shed. It's like very flat, uh, like mm. low ceiling um and then the bars like right in the middle and you've got the merch band merch stands in the back so yeah it's oh. it's good it has a very uh like basement show extreme middle venue feel what the uh, type like uh, what's some fairly famous bands from san diego in the metal hardcore genre uh the biggest one these days is probably cattle decapitation oh yeah they're, okay yeah yeah they're huge they're 16s from that way oh yeah i love it. uh yeah. 16s, if you listen yeah. If you listen to author and Punisher, uh, industrial stuff, he's one of the biggest guys in the U.S. industrial scene right now. He's from San Diego. Yeah, sure. They they're playing Norway or just did I think uh, author and Punisher. Oh really? Oh cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you if you get a chance to see them, definitely do. He's super cool. Uh, I I caught him live I think a month ago. Um, yeah. The equipment he brings on stage because he's a electrical engineer builds his own custom equipment. Awesome. Um, so the stuff he brings with him is crazy. Like just these weird inventions that you never see anywhere else. Like a mad scientist type. Yeah, thing. literally. Yeah. He has these like big sliding grids with like sliding panels uh, that have strings attached and he'll slam them down this massive runway to the end and it makes this huge like a uh, hydraulic shifting sound with a massive drum bang at the end. I don't know how to even describe it. It's, it's really cool. If you go on YouTube, you can see he has a bunch of videos of him playing it. Oh, cool. 
check that out. Hell yeah. Hey, what about you guys? What are some uh, local bands where you're from that, uh, I mean, obviously we have the bigger ones from Oslo, but uh, what are some local bands that people may not know that we should check out? Uh, first one that comes to mind is a band called Shaving the Werewolf. Um, Speaking of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're uh, fairly doing their own thing, I guess. Yeah. Very charismatic front man. He's awesome. Uh, they're awesome dudes. We've done a couple of shows with them, so shout out to them. Uh, they're in the bit of a math core-ish yeah, landscape, just, I guess. Yeah, okay. it's, uh, it's crazy. Uh, and it's Grinding Fortune is good. Yeah. Um, Atan. Um, chaotic hardcore with some doom elements, converge type thing, I guess. Yeah. Nice. Uh, like frosty Northern Norway hardcore, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Very big <laughs> and sinister, but good guys. Yeah, really good. Well, there's a lot of uh, really good underground bands in Oslo, actually, or the Norwegian scene that deserves to be heard. So, uh, so, uh, we're not only black metal infused, I guess. Yeah, at the moment, it's uh, I think it's really, really much more than just uh, the black metal scene, which... I don't really see the black metal scene in uh, Oslo and Norway as underground. It's uh, so so in the harder genres and the hardcore stuff and and so on. It's, uh, it's a lot of really good bands playing right now. Yeah, yeah. There's um. I also noticed there's a massive Norwegian uh, like stoner and psychedelic rock scene that's developed in the last ten years or so. That's uh, blowing up. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, every other band is playing doom or stoner stuff at the moment. It feels like that's yeah, kind of cool. I mean, I like I like seeing it because some of the stuff that's coming out of there is really, really good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and they had uh, they started the festival uh, some years back in Oslo, uh, which has really been growing and growing since, and it's uh, really come to be an important festival in the, in Oslo uh, the recent years. Yeah, it's in an old uh, like church they've uh, transformed into a venue. So I don't oh, know if cool. I've been to Europe or to Roadburn, maybe. I've heard, yeah, I've heard yeah. of that, yes. Uh-huh. Have you been? I have not. No, I've heard no. a lot about it. I know people that have been, but I have not. Yeah, it's kind of a mini version of uh, Roadburn, I guess. Like a very bong-oriented dance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, but they had uh, some really, really good. Uh, I think Amen Ra has uh, been playing there. It was really good. And uh, it's, yeah, it's starting to be a really, really set festival in, yeah. in Oslo. What was the name? Sorry, I, I lost you for a second there. Uh, of the festival? Mm-hmm. It's called Höst uh, Sabbat. Okay. So it's the Autumn Sabbath, really. Oh, cool. Yeah. And they have shows both in in uh, it's it's uh, as Audun said it's a uh, it's an old church that have been repurposed for culture uh, cultural cultural stuff yeah uh, and they use both the church uh, as a big venue and they also have the crypt underneath uh, using that for gigs as well so um, yeah really really worth checking out if you're in Oslo uh, this autumn I'd love to be but uh, <laughs> I see myself being there unfortunately. I've uh, I've actually never been to Europe before, so I'll be in the UK for the first time in June, and that'll be my first time in that part of the world. Awesome, cool. For yeah. uh, the holidays or doing uh, anything 
for a uh, lesbian wedding in a castle in Ireland, actually. Nice. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of kind of a cool reason to go. <laughs> yeah. You bring your armor and your sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if if US customs allows me to travel with it. <laughs> exactly. Not since 9-11. <laughs> yeah. Um what about uh food places in Oslo? Are there any local spots that we should hit up if we're there, like uh that, that are unique or at least iconic? Yeah, Vatalan, as we talk, uh, talked about, uh is a really good food food place because they have awesome pizza uh, as well yeah. as good music on the speakers uh while eating. Yeah. Uh Yes, it's not you. You won't get like Norwegian cuisine here as much. No, it's uh-huh. mostly American, I guess, and Middle Eastern. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, for the most part. But there's, there are some awesome places though. But uh, I can't name drop like any specific at the moment. But uh, you'll get good food there. For yeah, sure. it's, good. it's not uh, yeah. good, but uh, but not Norwegian cuisine, I guess, because. Uh, can't really see what that is, uh, other than food being boiled for a long time. So, <laughs> so, uh, I, th- I think yeah, I think the Norwegian cuisine is uh, it comes from food shortage back in the day. So it's right. really using everything for everything and uh, mm. boiling it just to just to eat it. A lot of pickling know. too, right? Yeah, not so not, much. Not actually. too much. No. Oh, okay. More boiling. Yeah. Okay. Everything is boiled. <laughs> yeah. Everything is brown and boiled. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> Delicious. Probably comes right. from making food outdoors uh, in the bad weather. So you start a fire and try to make some food and then it just ends up boiled anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any like, uh, I don't know, modern sort of like takes on Norwegian cuisine that are happening in the country? Like, or is it very much like people just kind of do it traditionally i think there are but it's more like the michelin type places which cost you your house and uh like years salary yeah (laughs) yeah get two centimeters of meat and half a potato for yeah yeah so I yeah, guess like oxtail stew, and it's got a piece of asparagus and three peas in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've and always the... been much more of a fan of hole in the wall traditional family style places than those fancy upmarket like one bite places. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, at least in Oslo, uh, the food thing is being uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of really high end places, but uh, at the same time, you don't get you know traditional Norwegian food isn't high end. So what you get is mm. fish and seafood really okay. uh, made uh, really expensive and that's it so if you want norwegian you know traditional norwegian cuisine i think it's around christmas everybody eats uh, the christmas type of food that's that's norwegian yeah yeah what's uh norwegian christmas food it's uh it's boiled it's a lot of uh, lamb uh, meat lamb pig yeah. uh like okay. a lot of pork and uh and uh, potatoes uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it's carbs fat uh, all the thing you you had left over uh, after the year um, a lot of fish though is loot the fisk is like uh, fermented uh, fish uh, yeah. with the bacon and the boiled potatoes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but but the bacon is supposed to be crisp though yeah <laughs> it's not boiled 
Good, know. good. I was about to ask, was the bacon boiled? <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that. I don't think that can be bacon anymore. <laughs> I think the like the most famous Norwegian dish is probably what we call smala hova. It's uh, like uh, a sheep's head. Uh, okay. Like, yeah. But uh, it, that's what every like everyone thinks we're wearing corpse paint and riding around on polar bears. Uh, you know, it's not like we eat sheep's head every day either. No. But uh, you can get it if you want, though. Yeah, yeah it's fairly good actually. <laughs> and you eat the ice as well. So, uh, yeah, there's a pretty... bunch. Of, there's a couple places that will you know do that with the pig's head, the sheep's head, or cow's head yeah. too. You know, get all yeah. the meat out of it, and some people like to eat that stuff. Yeah, some people do. Yeah. <laughs> some people love the eyes. Like I, I spent a bunch of time. I've had face meat. Yeah, I've had face meat. But... Uh, I haven't had the eyes. I, I would. I spent a bunch of time in Southeast Asia, and uh, whenever you like were a guest somewhere or like a dinner guest or anything, the honor would be to eat the eyes. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if I could do it, man. I, I didn't do it, but they, I got offered it. Every, they just have to offer it to you first to be polite every time. Yeah. Would be weird going around asking for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you having that? But uh, face meat would be a good grindcore band name. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it would. Yeah. You guys should uh, save that one as a side project name. Yeah. yeah. Horse, fed horse head meat. Yeah. Boiled <laughs> face meat. We, we have it on recording that you guys came up with it. So it's yours. Yeah. yeah. Coming so, out. <laughs> watch out for that album by Face Meat coming out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Any, you got any more questions? Uh, I was going to ask him um, uh, who inspired you to, um, well, I guess a two-parter, I guess, uh, but play guitar and uh, do vocals. Uh, for the guitar, uh, well, I grew up uh, listening to... Guns N' Roses when I was younger, so I think the first kind of really guitar, getting into guitar was Slash, and uh, right. then afterwards it was uh, Slayer and uh, Pantera uh, when I was younger, so it was a Dimebag and uh, Jeff Hanneman, Kerry King uh, type of thing, and then yeah. afterwards, then, you know, the more I get into, the more I like, and uh, so you, you stop going away from... Uh, from really persons into just you know liking bands and uh, the sounds and uh, picking up as much as you go but as a yeah i think i'm privileged to be to have grown up when i have and have people like you know the mastodon guys uh, the Goji, early gojira stuff uh, inspiring yeah. and uh, of course you know listening a lot to to trap them old pigs must die that kind of thing Dude, I love Chapter. Destroyer, and yeah, so a lot of different stuff. Uh, for me, I guess uh, he's from the Guns N' Roses road, and I uh, would say I'm from the Metallica road, you know? It's uh, a quick way from there to like the first extreme bands I got into, I guess. Extreme in uh, some shape or form was Fear Factory, I guess. Um, nice. Early Fear Factory. I love that shit in the 90s, uh, type of negative stuff. And it, uh, I guess it evolved into more hardcore things, naturally, I guess. Like, I love the organic, stripped-down vocals. It's like, Stick of It All does fairly good stuff. Yeah. So I guess I'm more from that kind of 90s hardcore school. But uh, I, love I just scream and try <laughs> to make it sound like I mean it, you know. So, but uh, I can't like pinpoint one vocalist or 
too that I necessarily like are inspired by. I guess it's a right. lot of so yeah. No, it makes sense. That's awesome. Yeah, there's uh, good, good, um, good taste in the like, old hardcore man. I love that. Yeah, I love sick of it all. It's, uh, yeah, awesome. that's like kind of where I grew up too. You know, with a lot of that. Yeah, but I guess the first, like lyric wise and uh, screaming wise, that I really got into was uh, you know Shai Hulud or Shai. Yeah. yeah. I love those guys, so uh, I guess that would be probably one of my biggest inspirations from back in the days, like early two thousands. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, very pompous uh, type lyrics, but uh, an awesome band and a great name, named after yeah. Uh, June. Yeah, for sure. That would be my answer, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah um and that's yeah that that'll wrap it up for me great we've got a couple more not too many and then we'll, we'll let you guys get going um one would be if you could tour with any band uh, you can answer this in two ways if you want any band you like one is like a reasonable like yeah we could totally see ourselves doing that and two is like whoever you want uh who would you like to tour with dream tour yeah exactly <laughs> So one reasonable and one just whatever you want. I guess our answer would vary a bit, but uh, I guess both both like dreamwise and I could see that happening sometime down the road. Hopefully, it would be converge. I guess would be yeah. awesome. Very cool. Yeah. But uh, and dreamwise for my own sake would be propaganda from Canada. I really love those guys. But uh, it wouldn't be a good fit, like music-wise. But uh, propaganda is—it's uh, awesome. I like them. Great band. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. Uh, yeah, Converts would be a really good fit for us. Uh, that wouldn't be too far off. But I think for my dream tour, it would be touring up with uh, the Armed and Dillinger Escape Plan. I think that would be some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. And then. So- uh, I just want to bring it back to what we were talking about before we started recording because you said some really interesting stuff about how you recorded uh, the album with the drums. Oh, do and hunting, hunting witches. Yeah, yeah. yeah just uh, we never got there on on, on uh, the recordings. We were just chatting, but I think people would like to know that that story. Yeah, well, we were in studio recording do and. Uh... It just came to us at the at the end of the recording because we had a really good drum sound in that studio, a really good acoustic drum sound. So we really wanted to do something more with it. And then uh, Manginus, who used to play drums uh, earlier and played on the the and on the hunting witches, he went into the studio room uh, after recording and uh, together with Arve, who's the bassist, and Arve brought his stopwatch and then Magnus just started playing and they took the time and around one minute he gave a sign to stop playing so he did and then did that around for 12 13 times uh, and that was really the start of the songs then sat down and made uh, everything with the guitars and stuff later so backward process on the whole uh, song making stuff but it came out uh, really it was fun to do because it's uh, I don't know to say it just came out with a lot of surprises and uh, a lot of stuff you really can't plan when making songs uh, with just having to to arrange the guitars outwards. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, very it, cool. It came out great. 
it was fun to do uh cool concept uh, type of thing to do so uh, as i told you guys before the recording it's so it's always fun to hear what people think of it and because we really don't see it as uh, as an force-fed horse at album album it's just the kind of concept thing we did uh, for fun but it's yeah uh, it came out fun yeah like i said you know i was listening to it this morning and i was just like oh wow this is uh, great I, I pumped it down like a couple times because it's like you know, 12 minutes 13 tracks you know it's just like slammed real quick but it felt like it was longer you know it was great yeah thanks and uh, really is, you know, some of the songs really have some some pieces to it that uh, would be really cool to to keep working on and see if we can uh, take with us into new songs as well. Because uh, I really like some of the some of the parts of it and uh, f- feel like it's a bit going to waste on <laughs> so short songs. So uh, we'll, we'll see what uh, what we can do in the future. Nice. Very cool. I have uh, two more questions for you then. Uh, sure. One is going to put you on the spot a little bit, <laughs> which is if you were stranded on an island and you had a solar powered discman and three CDs to keep you going until you got rescued, what would those three albums be? Shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, for my sake, I guess, again, Propaganda's supporting cast album. Um, I would say, uh, shit, this is hard, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is a tough one. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we'll get there eventually. Um, Converge, uh, No Heroes, I guess. All right. Uh, this will be the last one. Uh, say, a tribe called Quest, Low End Theory, I guess, to even up uh, <laughs> all their stuff. Good choice. Yeah, uh, I think it would be for me uh, a Daunt Affair by Cult of Luna and uh, Ultra Pop, the live version from The Armed, and uh, Nothing Violates This Nature by uh, Old Pigs Must Die. This, I kind of am listening to all those albums around and around at the moment, oh. anyway. Nice. Can I visit Patrick on his, <laughs> his island? <laughs> his, his albums? Yes, you can. <laughs> nice. uh, I eventually want to try and make a playlist of everybody's that we've been asking this. Yeah, we should actually cool. do that. That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, Old Pigs Must Die. I need to really uh, revisit that band. I've heard like bits They're and great. pieces, but I've never really like sat down and listened to the whole discography, which I think I'm missing out on some stuff not doing that. I last one I remember that sticks out in my mind, and I'm I could be wrong. The octagonal something hallway or something like that. I don't think that's an album title though, but it might be a song. Maybe. Hang on a second. Um, yeah, I just looked it up. There's only three albums, which is Hostage Animal, Nothing Violates His Nature, and God Is War. Yeah, and then so four, EP, four, four EPs. Yeah. What am I thinking of? I think a different band. I think it might be similar band, maybe. Oh no! Now I have to look it up. Anyway, the last question I have for you guys is just: if people want to listen to your music, buy copies of your music, merch, anything like that, or follow you on social media, what are the best places to to do all of that? I guess if you want to buy stuff, if you want to pre-order uh, the vinyl for uh, Monoceros, which is coming out, then yeah, somewhere in June, shipped out. During July, it's uh, Bandcamp, I guess, for merch and 
physical copies. We have uh, the future medium cassette tape av available as well. Uh, Advanced so technology. Yeah. <laughs> It's very, very modern. And it's always like uh, uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate you taking the time and it's great chatting with you. And if you do another album in the next year or whatever, two years, just hit us up. We'd love to have you back on to talk about that. Yeah. Sure. It's been really good to be here. Yeah. We'll be on with Face yeah. in uh, half a year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having us it was uh, awesome chatting with you guys yeah no problem yeah and thanks to everyone listening at home and tune in next week we'll have another guest for you yeah.